Time to talk science and trivia and have a little bit of fun with the good doctor, Dr. Carl Krizanicki, um, the expert on science and space and the author of over 40 books. Dr. Carl's little book on climate change is uh, just one of them. He's on the telephone now. Hello, Dr. Carl. Ahoy, Dr. Luke. Lovely to be with you again. Lovely to be with you too. I have a question for you. A mm-hmm. dilemma, our weekly yep. dilemma. Dr. Carl, in 1969, man walked on the moon and Neil Armstrong climbed down that ladder, jumped about a bit, planted a flag, and that flag was an American flag, symbolizing to the whole world, particularly I'm tipping the Russians, that America won that race to the moon. And it did look a lot like he was staking the US claim on the moon by making that flag an American flag. So I got to wondering, can anybody really own the moon? Or was Neil Armstrong's flag planting no more legally significant than maybe an act of cosmic littering? It's sparked a lot of debate over the years, and I thought I'd ask you, because I'm sure you've thought about it. So Dr. Carl, what are your thoughts? Well, there's a thing called the Outer Space Treaty, and that's based on the Antarctic Treaty. Right. And the Antarctic Treaty has worked pretty well so far. So people are allowed to have influence and bases in the Antarctic, but they don't actually own it. Right. And that's the same situation that we have on the moon. It's... So chucking a flag just as a way of saying, here's our flag, we love the flag, hooray for us, but you can't say we own everything within 10 kilometres, 100 kilometres, 1,000 kilometres. All it means is that you've planned a flag there. There's certain provisions, you've got free access. We're not entirely clear about minerals. Right. And that's a kind of slightly messy thing. Um uh, it's kind of left open and in a grey zone, hoping that uh, we'll solve that further down the line. I've actually done a podcast on this with a space lawyer. So if you go to Shirtloads of Science, which is my little podcast at drcarl.com, there's actually a genuine space lawyer mm. um, who deals with this sort of stuff. In fact, did you, you know how Elon Musk has got those um, satellites, the Starlink satellites yes. that give you access to the internet. Well, there's an enormous contract that you just sort of scroll through and say, yeah, I agree to everything. When you agree to take on that Starlink internet uh, service, you also agree that if you happen to go to Mars, mm. you will be bound by the laws of Elon Musk. How do you feel about that? I, 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 I think uh, it wouldn't stand up in a court of law, but it's an interesting thing that he threw that clause buried way, way down in the guts in this 300-page contract that you signed when you try to mm. get this Starlink internet access. Because what I was thinking was, you know, 1969, Neil Armstrong, the American flag. Because I'm sure uh, today, in the year 2024, when you have so many countries that have entered the space race, that have the capability of landing on the moon and perhaps developing it and using the moon as a satellite defence force. You know, uh, building uh, 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 
defense missiles and a launching system. Because if you launch a missile or a rocket already in space without it having to go through gravity, you use less fuel, correct? So, Not um, quite, but go on. Well, so if, if a country decided to build a defense um, base on the moon, who would have the right to build that? And more importantly, who would have the right to stop them? At the moment, it's not defined. The um, Outer Space Treaty uh, has only 17 articles, and it kind of covers it in the sense that it says you can't appropriate or take over or have sovereignty to part of it. So if you put up a, a, a defence base, and by defence you mean offence, let's make it perfectly clear, offence, you know, defence is a euphemism. So if you put <laughs> something there, <laughs> yeah. you don't own the land and you can't legally fence it off because you can't restrict space exploration. So one of the principles in the Outer Space Treaty is that Anybody who can get there has a right to explore and study, and so they can go into your backyard because nobody owns any of the Antarctic. So if you put up, uh, so for example, the Russians and the Americans can go into each other, uh, other's bases and they can't legally claim sovereignty saying you can't come into our base because it's all open territory. It's a kind of a fuzzy thing, but it has worked yeah. for the last half century. But it? let's just say, for example, China wanted to land on the moon, develop it, uh, and set up, and I'll, I'll, I'll say a defence base, but you're saying an offence base, who's going to stop them? Nobody. So they could um, do it. Uh, or India could do it, or you know, the, the United States, or Russia, or whoever. Well, we've got the weird situation that uh, various countries around the world can go into other countries and then start killing the locals, even though the locals haven't invaded them. And that's happening all around the world. So the rule of law is a fuzzy thing. Mm. But I'm, I'm, uh, overall, I'm optimistic. If anybody wants to follow this further, I'd suggest that they read the book Factfulness by Hans Rosling. Factfulness by Hans Rosling. Uh, that's an easy read, an afternoon. And a, a harder read, probably take about three or four days, is The Better Angels of Our Nature by Steven Pinker, which, just to be optimistic about it, points out that on average we are living in the most peaceful time ever in the history of the human race. All right. Now, Dr. Carl, that podcast of yours again? Shirtloads of Science. And about four years ago, I did a podcast on this very topic with this lawyer. She's, she's one of the few space lawyers in Australia. Oh, and I also did one on space law about a month ago with a space law academic from the University of New South Wales and or Duntroon in Canberra. All right. So I've done two of these. Shirtload of, want to follow up. Shirtload of Science. I've done two podcasts on this very topic. Dr. Carl, always interesting. It's an interesting discussion, isn't it? Who owns the moon and should Neil Armstrong have planted that American flag all those years ago? Well, it doesn't have any legal significance, um, so... You know, Should it have been a United Nations flag? Well, that's a whole different box of frogs or cans of worms. I'll leave it for somebody else to untangle. Let's do that. Uh, maybe you and I can do that again. Dr. Carl, always good to talk to you. Thank you so much for sharing. Talk next week. 
Appreciate you and catch you next week. Love everything you do. Everything you do and if it will do. Thank you very much. Love you, Dr. Luke.